is the black box emergency response executive ken jenkins draws from his years of experience in deployment logistics planning and after action analysis to take you inside the black box now here's ken jenkins welcome to the black box i'm your host ken jenkins in light of recent events with the united airlines public relations debacle with the gentleman being dragged off of an aircraft. I had an episode already planned for today, episode 11, which is going to play next week now. And today we're going to talk about the situation with United Airlines. Undoubtedly by now, everyone's seen or at least heard of the unfortunate video involving United Airlines and a passenger that was forcibly removed from an aircraft on Sunday, April 9th. The flight was traveling from Chicago uh, O'Hare Airport to Louisville, Kentucky. And what we've seen has probably outraged all of you. It certainly has outraged me in terms of how someone that was uh, quietly seated, apparently, for his flight to go home is then somehow forcibly removed and bloodied and now the center of attention in a firestorm of public relations controversy. So the question is what happened And there are a number of things that could have happened. I certainly don't know everything that happened. I wasn't there. However, as a former aviation employee uh, and former airport operations agent where I worked flights that were oversold, I have some insight to this as well. Doesn't mean I'm right. Doesn't mean I'm wrong. Just some things to ponder. So a couple of things that I'm curious about is on this particular flight, while there was discrepancy on whether or not the flight was oversold or not, Apparently, what we know now, a few days after this event, is the flight was full. It was not oversold. A crew, four crew members to be specific, deadheading to uh, Louisville to cover another flight needed to be accommodated on board. And in most cases, what airlines would do is look at those four deadheading crew members now as passengers. The flight's now oversold by four we need to have four people taken off the aircraft to accommodate the deadheading crew. And I get that. I can appreciate it. It's done on a daily basis throughout the airline industry. But usually when this happens, it's long before the boarding process begins and the gate agent has the opportunity to solicit volunteers. And if they don't get volunteers, they increase the amount of compensation typically until somebody raises their hand and says, hey, that's my sweet spot. I'll take that voucher. You get your four volunteers, you board everybody, the flight goes out even or booked even, meaning there's a seat for everybody and off you go. Four people get their vouchers, they're happy to stand by or or be confirmed on the next flight. That didn't happen here. The flight was already boarded. Four people needed to be removed. There's discrepancy as to how much was offered, $400 at one point, $800 at another point. uh, Some time in the discussion, the amount of $1,000 was offered. There's been discussion as to whether or not, or reports rather, of, as to how many people actually raised their hand at $800 to say they would be removed from the flight. What we do know is that one person, they were one person short. And according to a, quote, random selection process, 
uh, a gentleman was asked to deplane, and that's where things get muddied. And the commentary since uh, this event's happened, there have been uh, reports in the media, whether they're correct or not, an investigation hopefully will reveal. Um, there have been reports that the pastor was belligerent and uh, was apparently giving the, the agent and supervisor, or whoever was running the flight, flack about having to, to leave the aircraft. There has been at least one, if not more, witnesses from the aircraft itself on board the plane that said, no, this passenger was never belligerent. It was the agent that was. Regardless, it is never advisable that once law enforcement has been brought in, that there should be a confrontation between law enforcement and the passenger or passengers involved in a situation. Quietly remove yourself from the aircraft. Take care of the issue outside of the gate, because this is federal uh, offense territory that we're in, and you could be in a heap of trouble. Unfortunately, what happened, and, and, and I don't know, I mean, we just had the video to go on. Go on. The gentleman does not want to be removed from the aircraft. He's forcibly removed. There are three police officers that are seen dragging this gentleman off the plane. Uh, there are horrified passengers that are screaming and videotaping, look at what you're doing to this man and what's going on. So in the end, what happens is this man's taken off the plane. He's certainly, um, you know, he's going to be the fourth volunteer whether he likes it or not. And how could this have been avoided? To add insult to injury, as this video goes viral, United Airlines releases a, a press release with a statement from their CEO where he apologizes for having to reaccommodate passengers. And I think that that, at that comment added more fuel to the fire. And the reason is it was devoid of any compassion or empathy for those that had to witness this event with their children on board the aircraft. It showed a total disregard for what people uh, experienced on a simple flight from Chicago to Louisville. In the second press release, there was backing of, of all the United employees from the CEO, which I think is a really nice thing to do from the CEO's perspective to say, hey, I stand behind you, but at the same time, we need to get to the point of what happened. And many people that watched that second um, or heard that second press release were just as offended by that as they were the first. And then there's a third statement where the CEO comes out and says, you know, certainly we're all sorry about what happened. And, and yes, it, it does appear more heartfelt and empathetic and certainly better late than never. The question that I have is, regardless of all the events that happened that led to this, this situation where this man was forcibly removed, and there's going to be an investigation about that, and, and I hope United and all the other airlines will take a serious look at their processes and procedures around um, voluntary and involuntary boarding processes. On a day-to-day -day basis, thousands of airline employees, United, American, Delta, Southwest, JetBlue, Spirit, Frontier, all of them work oversold flights with deadheading crew members. And none of those situations arise to the level of fever pitch that we've seen with United. So I think it's unfair to demonize 82,000 employees at United Airlines for what happened. They didn't do it. I don't think anybody intended for anything to happen that day. But how did this situation get so out of hand that it's even beyond viral? And I think part of it is you have an emotional video that people are watching compounded with press releases that seem somewhat, if you will, devoid of any emotion or lack of empathy for the situation, not just the man that was brought off the plane, but for those that were watching this situation. 
And to that extent, that's what we're going to talk about today. I'm going to bring in a resident expert on public relations, Mr. Jeff Crilly with Real News PR. And we're going to talk about how companies sometimes get themselves into hot water by saying things they shouldn't, and sometimes by not saying things that they should. And so after the break, we'll come back, speak with Jeff Crilly, and we'll talk about public relations in the aftermath of a disaster. Buckle up. More of The Black Box is next on RNCN. Listening to the Black Box on RNCN. And welcome back to the Black Box. I'm your host, Ken Jenkins. And today we're talking about the uh, post response from United Airlines to the unfortunate situation of the man being dragged off the plane. My guest today in studio is Mr. Jeff Crilly. He's the president and CEO of Real News Public Relations based here in Dallas, Texas. Jeff, welcome to the show. Thank you. It's an honor. Thank you, and, and I appreciate you taking the time. I know I've kind of put you on the spot last minute, but I thought you're the, the expert to talk about this, and um, and I'm sure you've seen the United video Absolutely. of the pastor, the pastor being dragged off the plane. From a public relations standpoint, where has United Airlines missed the mark from that first press release um, or statement from the CEO where he said, you know, I'm very sorry that we've had to reaccommodate these passengers um, where did they go wrong? So I think um, the big mistake was the CEO not coming out day one with what he is now saying day four, I guess it is, because uh, this happened on Sunday. Is that right? That's right. Yeah. So uh, I always say if you mess up, fess up, get it out, get it over with, tell the truth. So he uh, spoke on Good Morning America this morning and, and did, a, I thought, a great job. But it's like three days too late. He should have come out day one national press conference i mean let's let's invite them all let's have a hundred cameras there and look straight out into the audience and say i am outraged i am outraged as the ceo of this of this airline when i saw that video it sickened me i am going to get to the bottom of this that can never happen again on my watch we're going to find out how this happened and we're going to make sure that our team is uh, equipped with everything they need to make good decisions and in this case good decisions were not made on so many levels um, you guys are going to ask a lot of questions it's early on in this investigation I don't have all the answers right now but you can t- you the buck stops here this does not happen at my airline and and I can appreciate that message and I wish that it had come out on day one instead of day four so because it that took three and a half days for that to happen, what happens to uh, the airline in terms of perception of its customers and people on the periphery, maybe people that aren't customers that are watching it saying now, you know, as, as I look through the, the Twitter feed for United, you know, people that are saying they're never going to fly them. What happens in that three and a half days where that message is not conveyed? Right. Well, they used to say that you know you're in trouble if you become the butt of jokes on Leno and Letterman. And I'm going to revise that because it's it's not just Leno and Letterman. It's everybody with a cell phone because you've seen the memes that are out there. The memes are funny. The memes are sometimes vicious. They're being shared from phone to phone. Uh, Ken, you and I were trading text messages last night because I was finding new memes and I was sharing with them with you. This whole idea of, you know, 
300 million cell phones in the U.S. alone becoming um, broadcasters to the planet is a PR person's nightmare. You better be doing great PR because you're going to be judged not just by the media, but by the public who has the ability to become the media with one tweet. How much, Jeff, uh, how much did the emotion of this event, the video... Um, reflecting this man being dragged off the plane, not even knowing the circumstances at the time, right? Nobody really knew everything that had happened, but you can see that he's bloodied. It looks like he's been beaten up. Whether he was or not didn't matter at that point. Right. It just shows this passenger being removed off the plane by three police officers. How much of the the viralness of this video and, and the conversation going on comes from the emotion of that video followed by a response that seemed to lack any emotion or empathy. A hundred percent. I mean, it's, you know, the, the, the video is outrageous. And when you look at it, that one passenger who's, you know, she's saying, Oh my God, he's bleeding. I mean, that kind of thing Mm -hmm. adds to the absurdity of the situation. It just, it almost makes you wonder, was nobody there with common sense saying, hey, is this, shouldn't we stop? I mean, he's screaming. He might be in pain. Um, people have their cell phones out. Uh, this is a bad move. Let's stop. I mean, the police, somebody should have just said, hey, I know what we were asked to do, but this is a bad move. Let's, let's, is this there is another way? Is there another way? And I wonder, frankly, if a supervisor was involved where somebody, could say, hey, look, can we offer another $1,000 to, to another passenger? Clearly, this um, this man needs to be on this plane. Who needs $1,000? Who needs $1,500? It would have saved uh, United a, a bunch of money. Well, we, we wouldn't be having this discussion today in studio, would we? Yeah. If that was indeed the case. You know, it, it's, it's fascinating to me to, to see the video and see how quickly this has just gotten out of control. And, and then to have it compounded by the issues of the United CEO um, and, and some of the messages that have come out. When you're working with clients, and, and thankfully most of the time it's on, on good marketing and PR to right, help positive. boost their brand, but for companies that are uh, looking to you for guidance on crisis management, what are some things that people can do, companies can do, and organizations can do to make sure this doesn't happen to them? Well, so I always tell people ju- just how is this going to play in Peoria? What is what is grandma on the couch who is going to be your judge and jury? What does she want to see? And once you saw the video, once the CEO saw the video, it doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure out how is this going to play in Peoria. What does grandma on the couch want to see? Grandma on the couch wants to see this the CEO of United as upset as she is watching this video. And the disconnect was that he seemed aloof. He seemed like he wasn't watching the same thing that we were watching, which makes people more angry. And and thus the, the spirit of the memes is not... Uh, it's you know some of them are supposed to be funny, but at the at the bottom the the message the branding that has now been gone around the world millions of times is United doesn't care about you. Uh, if you, if you need this some seating, get ready for a beating. I mean, people are sharing this. Uh, because of the insensitivity of the CEO, had I truly believe had the CEO come out strongly day one. It wouldn't 
have gone viral the way it did. And, and the media, to a, a large extent, would have to say, you know what, he came out, he condemned it, he's going to the, he's looking at, at, at this, whether or not um, people need to be fired or reassigned or better training. He's, mm -hmm. There is no day two if, if you do a good job day one. And, and so the message for CEOs around the country is, hey, if this can happen at an airline as large as United, where certainly they have good PR people, they have PR people who, who um, have handled crises before. Heck, they were handling one three weeks ago with the leggings. Remember that? Mm -hmm. I mean, this, this could not happen at a worse time for an airline because you're coming off of, of another scandal. I read a, uh, an article online saying that the um, employee morale is not great at United right now. And, and I have to believe, Ken, I mean, this is your business, not mine, that if you're a United employee, to a certain extent, you, you become a little bit embarrassed at the uniform when, when, a, when a scandal gets this big because you are at a cocktail party. Oh, what do you do? Are you a flight attendant? Oh, yeah, I'm a flight attendant. Really, which airline? And you grit your teeth because you know if you say United, all of a sudden it's a joke or a, oh, I'm so sorry for you. I'm sorry about what you. Nobody wants to fly for an airline where people are apologizing to them about this incident. Well, you mentioned, um, and, and I believe everything that you just said, and, and, and I appreciate specifically the sincerity behind that, which I think was lacking from this entire response. You mentioned a word, apology, and I want to talk about the apology when we come back from the break, because there wasn't one at the very beginning of this whole event, and how important it is in the aftermath, whether it's a United or any kind of brand crisis, what the role of an apology is. And we'll talk about that when we come back from the break. More of The Black Box coming up. You're tuned in to The Black Box with Ken Jenkins on RNCN. Welcome back to The Black Box. I'm your host, Ken Jenkins, and my in-studio guest today is Mr. Jeff Crilly, President and CEO of Real News Public Relations. And we're talking about uh, how to survive a public relations crisis, such as the one United Airlines is experiencing with the unfortunate situation of the passenger recently being dragged off of United flight from Chicago to Louisville. And before the break, we were ending that that sec that segment, Jeff, talking about apology, and it takes me back to episode seven, um, which just a few episodes ago, and I had a guest in studio named Lee Taft, and the episode was value driven crisis response, and he was talking about the importance of an apology in the aftermath of a crisis slash disaster. Um, what's your take on, particularly in this situation, but in others as well, other businesses? How critical is the role of an uh, uh, the role of an apology in the aftermath? I think it's critical uh, because we're all human and we understand mistakes. What we don't understand is a cover up or lying to the public or belittling something, which is what happened um, when the CEO was asked the first time about this incident. He was kind of playing it down. He was not as outraged as he needed to be. Uh, but I look at uh, situations where there has been something terrible that happened and companies have turned it around. And I just pulled up on my iPhone. You might remember this, uh, Ken. It was the Rangers unveiling a statue of a fan who died at the ballpark. 
they unveiled the statue in 2012. In 2011, the worst thing that could ever happen at any major league stadium happened. Um, a father who's out with his then six-year-old boy uh, fell off the balcony and, and died. His son watched his father die. Horrible, obviously, tragedy. Uh, what I watched from a PR perspective was how did the Rangers respond? It wasn't just a we're going to put out a statement or we're going to have one conversation with the media. They instantly went to the hospital to be with the family. I remember watching on the news Nolan Ryan visiting with the family and grieving with the family. And um, then this article that I've got on my iPhone is them unveiling this statue of a father and his son out in front of the, the, the ballpark. It's still there today. And the son being asked to throw out the opening pitch. Think about that for a second. This is the most heartbreaking story that you could ever imagine. But the Rangers really, they didn't do it for PR reasons. I mean, it didn't come out of a textbook. I'm going to do this because it says in chapter four, I should do this. I think they just looked at it and they said, this is heartbreaking. We're parents too. We can't even imagine what this family's going through. So we're going to respond to this like humans do, which is we're going to grieve with you. We're going to go down there. We're going to be with your family. And I don't think that was a lawyer whispering in their ear what they should have done or shouldn't have done. They just did what was right. And the family, instead of this becoming a lawsuit or some kind of, you know, escalating feud between a, a victim's family and the ballpark, it turned into a, um, a moment of, uh, I, I would say, just a beautiful moment because this statue that will be there for hundreds of years is of a father and a son at the ballpark, which is, you know, honoring the classic game and the bonding of a father and a son. I think you hit the nail on the head with with that example, Jeff, and that we didn't see that kind of, uh, I think the word you used earlier was outrage or empathy from the CEO, and that escalated the situation as we're all watching this video and we're all angry about what we see, and then the apology isn't about what we saw. It was about, oh, I'm sorry, we had to reaccommodate folks, and that was like a second slap in the face. It's like, no, yes. you're not hearing what or seeing what's going on, and so now we're even angrier because you appear even more insensitive. So what do companies do outside of, I mean, if, if you're a company and you're watching this example with United, what would you be advising organizations to do with regards to their crisis response plans, their public relations plans, to make sure this doesn't happen to them? What are some of the steps that they can take to make sure they don't have a situation like what we're seeing now? I think one is have, have a plan. The plan is who is speaking to the media and then what is the messaging. I would also say that companies need to be, be cautious about being overly slick. This is not a time to be a spin doctor or uh, come up with something glossy and shiny to give to the media because it's the right PR move. This is a time to be human. And I think right now, you know, it's 2017. We live in a society that demands transparency. And transparency in this case is, is the CEO as outraged as we are? I, I have no idea what went on behind closed doors. I don't know if he was acting on advice from a lawyer or a PR person, but his response was so weak that 
most of what you're seeing today is a reaction to the weak response rather than the actual incident. He had a, he had, he honestly had an opportunity to be a hero to I believe all his constituencies because think about his constituencies. The employees, obviously the shareholders because their stock price took a big dive after the after the incident and and the flying public. And and when I say become a hero, I mean somebody standing up for what's right. And, and being as outraged as the public was when they saw this video for the first time, I think he had an opportunity to, shed, to set a shining example of what a human response should be from a large corporation like United, because that's, it's lacking right now. I mean, it's in, in society in general, I think, I think there's too many lawyers involved. There's too many slick PR people involved that are trying to make it Madison Avenue. And you don't need a Madison Avenue response. You just need somebody who cares. And the public will know if you care. Well, that's, it's interesting what I heard and what you said was that they didn't see the humanity behind the airline. Um, is how I took that. And in today's day and age of air travel, where it feels like everybody's nickel and dimed, you, know, you have to pay for food. You have to pay for your luggage. There's hardly any leg room on board. Passengers right. are not feeling like they're seen and heard from the airline. And then this happens, and it just compounds yes. the situation. So I, I have the perfect solution of, to what he should have done. And, it, and it's not too late. He needs to. The CEO needs to appear on camera with the passenger next to him and apologize again with the passenger sitting next to him. So that the public can see that the passenger has forgiven the CEO. Uh, in large part, one of the reasons why the Rangers example I gave you is so powerful is because it never turned into an us versus them thing with this family that lost a father. This is a us versus them thing. In fact, it's, it's more than an us versus them thing. It's a us versus the country of China. <laughs> I mean, that's what it turned into. Mm -hmm. It turned into a racial thing. It didn't need to had the CEO addressed it right. I could see on day one, a news conference with the, the victim saying, I want to personally apologize to this man right here because what happened to him was humiliating. What happened to him should never have happened. And it will not happen at my airline ever again. Jeff, thank you so much for your powerful insights on the situation involving United Airlines and making it applicable to other organizations around the world and how they can incorporate these lessons learned into their own crisis response plans. I appreciate your candor and for sharing your insight with us today. As a former airline employee myself, I'd like to thank the thousands and thousands and thousands of dedicated airline employees, regardless of the airline you work for. You do a phenomenal job every day. And my hope is that we will all learn from this situation so none of our companies have to experience the situation uh, like United is experiencing right now. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Black Box. For more information on crisis communications or crisis response, please feel free to reach out to me at theblackbox at kenjenkinsllc. That's theblackbox at kenjenkinsllc.com for more information. As always, thank you for listening. And until our next episode... Safe travels.
listening to RNCN, the digital destination for premium talk radio.